Hello KOA listeners, it's Stuart here and this week I'm delighted to bring you something a little different. On Tuesday I had the pleasure of sitting down for a virtual chat with Ipswich Town defender George Edmondson and we discussed a range of topics, from being let go by virtually every football club in the North West to playing under Scholes, Gerrard and Rooney. The 24-year-old documents his fascinating football journey so far and outlines his ambitions for the future. We also talk his nickname of The Fridge, Yoga, and of course, Town's current form under new boss, Kieran McKenna. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy. It's just shy of 25 minutes long, and uh, we'll see you for a main pod pretty soon. Right, well, I'm delighted today to be joined by Ipswich Town defender George Edmondson. Um, Roles reverse, George. You've just been the man with the microphone doing Coffee Club this afternoon. Now you're on the end of the questions. Uh, How are you? Okay? Yeah, I'm good. You? Yeah, good, good, very good. Thank you. Um, how's uh, how's how's things at the moment? You had a good afternoon with the boys. Yeah, so we had a hard training day, obviously because the game's on Saturday. So we get another full week really to go over stuff. So Tuesday, Wednesdays are normally our hardest day, and then obviously we tail it down. Obviously, so we're fresh for the game, but obviously with it being Tuesday, it's uh, it's been a tough day, but obviously a good day as well. Well, talk about the sort of the current the current form and the the games ahead towards the end, if I can. But to start with, I was just going to go back to some of the early parts of your your career. Um, nicknamed the Fridge. Let's uh, let's start with that. Who who came up with that to start with? Was it a teammate at Rangers? Was that from the fans? From like the it? fans, it was. It's yeah. signed and then obviously played my first game. It was like a preseason game. And I think I just. The way I looked in the kit, obviously I'm quite broad anyway. So when I had my kit on the on Twitter after it, I was just getting called it, like people tagging me in and like everybody like just going bonkers about it, just calling me the fridge. And Martin Waggon was at Rangers obviously before me. And uh he was called the fridge up there. So I think they just passed it on onto me really. And then wow. obviously ever since then, whenever I post, you know, people tag me in on Twitter. Like it, they just call me the fridge, and it just stuck ever since. Really, do you like it? Yeah, I don't mind it. I've been called yeah. worse things, so uh, <laughs> it isn't too bad. Yeah, I, I watch you in the warm up sometimes, and you, uh, I see you go through your stretches. You've got a few sort of yoga poses you do beforehand. It looks a bit more supple than a, a fridge when you do that. Is that something you're you're big into doing the sort of the yoga and the stretching? I don't know. I've just ever. I think I've done it once when I was old and. Because I had like dead tight glutes, and then I think I ended up, you know, when you come off the pitch after the game, and I thought, oh, I played all right there. So I've just done it ever since, really. And then we have John Ashton, who normally takes the warm ups. He's big into his Pilates and yoga kind of stuff. So he's been getting the lads on board with that, really. And it's it's good. It's something I need to do, though, because I know I'm quite stiff generally anyway. So, you know, it's one of them I've got to keep on top of my stretching, really. Yeah. And uh, you're a bit of a, a is a late starter the right the right phrase for you. I mean, you you eventually sort of joined Oldham at 15, didn't you? But I know you had a sort of a few knockbacks along the way. Let go by Man City, let go by Accrington. I think Oldham the, the deal wasn't initial. Is that wrong? I think no, no. I think I've been let go by every club in the north. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's um, it was a sort of a, a different type of journey for you. You're not someone that just was in a club at the age of eight and plain yeah. sailing all the way through. I mean, even Oldham, I think originally didn't offer you something and then they changed their mind last minute. So what twice, was that little period? Was it twice? Yeah. I had 
obviously ever since I was a kid from whenever you started playing four till under 16, I always went on trial and, you know, to Everton, United, City, uh, Bolton, Aki, trying to think where else, Birmingham. And it was always, oh, you're not, you're either not big enough or you're not uh, as good as what you're good, but you're not as good as what we've got. So I ended up going to go and play. I was playing Sunday League up until I was under 16s. And then um, I used to go to a Shadows squad, you know, like the, you're at Man City, but you're not good enough really for the actual under 16s team. So they had like a Shadow squad. And it was really good to be fair. Like the, the aim of it was, obviously, to get you into City. But if you couldn't, they wanted you to go on to, say, like, uh, Accrington or Oldham or Bury, Burnley, whoever. Um, so I ended up going to there, and the, one of the coaches moved to Accrington in the youth team. So he took me along with him, and I got signed. It was the first ever time I got signed by a club, and I got signed for two weeks. And so I was obviously buzzing when I signed. And then after two weeks, they let me go because they'd given all the scholars out. So obviously I was going to go back and play Sunday League, I think, with my mates. I was going to go and play like college footy. And then the coach who took me to Accrington, Simon Cooper, he moved to Oldham. And obviously they'd started pre-season, you know, the scholars, they'd started pre-season. And one of the lads who I actually know, he's called Ellis Gordon, um, he's actually a really nice lad, but football-wise, just why he was at Oldham, he didn't have the best attitude and, you know, he turned up late and what have you. So after two weeks in pre-season, they let him go and Coops rang me and just said, obviously, there's a there's a space for a scholarship here. Do you want it? So I was quite lucky, really. So, well, was that, Did that get disheartening at various stages through that journey? Did you ever think it wasn't going to happen for you? Yeah, well, well. Obviously, I was just going to go and play. I've been honestly, I've been at every club on trial, every club, every club you can think of in the northwest, everyone. And obviously, there's points where you think, ah, oh, you know, there's not really much point anymore. I'm, you know, getting to the stage where I'm 16, and you know, I've not been signed on, so I'll just go and play with my mates, really. And that's what I was going to do. And then, obviously, I remember it, it was on a Thursday. I was playing my Xbox, and then. He's obviously called my mum and then my mum come in and told me and I went inside the next day. Mm. So yeah. it was a big thing because I remember it. I went in, met Tony Furniskirk, he was the manager, or like the, the youth team manager and they were asking for my bank details and I couldn't believe he got paid, even if it was hardly anything. Like I thought it was the best thing on earth, I'm getting paid to play football. Yeah. So, uh, even if it was that youth team. So, And then when I was in the youth team, uh, originally got told I wasn't getting a pro, so they were going to, at the end of my two-year scholar, they were going to release me. And then um, we had, we got into the national final, which for Oldham was like the best cup competition we could win without winning the FA Youth Cup, obviously. That was unrealistic that we were going to win that. So um, they'd given all those professional contracts out. I wasn't one who got one originally. And then... I played in this final and I could have easily just said, oh, I'm not playing in it. Like, but I thought, you know what? I might never play at this level again. Might as well play in it, can win something, you know, and I can say I won something at youth team. And then we beat MK Dons 4-0. And then at the end of the game, the next day, they uh, decided to give me another lad uh, contract. 
So obviously I took it, never looked back. Yeah. What was the backup plan then? Had that had that pro deal not not emerged at that time? I don't, honestly, I don't I don't really think I had a backup plan to be honest. <laughs> so obviously, because when you're in the U team, you just think you're gonna everybody's striving for the same thing and you know, everybody thinks they're going to get one or they've done enough to get one. So it wasn't really a backup plan for me, really. I didn't really, like I'd done my college stuff and I had, you do like a B-Tech in sports or something. But apart from that, like, I, I didn't really know what I was, there was nothing else I really wanted to do, to be honest. Mm. It's interesting. Uh, we started by talking about you being the fridge and you said one of the big bits of feedback was you weren't big enough during your uh, youth career. Was that the main bit of sort of feedback when they, when they try and let you down gently when when you weren't getting these these clubs? Was was that what they were saying, size, or what, what, what was the yeah. feedback? Well, especially when I was younger, you know, like under 16s and below, I was always, always the smallest. Okay. And then I went into the youth team and I just had a, a growth spurt. And then even when I got my, when I got told I wasn't getting my professional contract, they, they said, obviously, you're, you're like, obviously you say you're a good player, blah, blah, blah. But, you, you're not physically big enough, you know, if you come up against somebody like, I don't know, Akin Fenwark, we played him the other week, or Sam Vokes or something, you know, they'll bully you. And probably at the time, they were they were right. I probably wasn't physically ready. And then when they did change the mind, they just said, look, you're, you need to get in the gym and, you know, beef up a bit. So I think they had me in that summer. I didn't have a summer off. I was in the gym every day with a lad called Anthony White, and they just basically just fed me weight really and then obviously I've put on size a bit and then uh never looked back yeah uh, and looking at your your career and your CV uh, what jumps off the page is uh, I don't think anyone will have played under Paul Scholes Stephen Gerrard <laughs> and Wayne Rooney and I I, I looked at you yeah, when you were born I think you would have been about nine or ten during that 2006 World Cup so they, yeah. these must have been heroes to you growing up I think I read that you even had Stephen's name on the back of your shirt, didn't you? I've, I've had them all. I'm a safe fan anyway, but you know, you, you go out on the, you know, you've watched, say, you played your game, you've gone back home or teammates' house, you've watched whoever's on TV, and then, you know, you go to the park or the field or whatever you're with your mates, and, you know, they were the players you, you go and reenact. You know, the amount of times I've tried to do that, Wayne Rooney, Volley versus Newcastle is a joke. Obviously, never done it, but. You know, they're the, the players that when you're younger, you know, you're, oh, sure, I'm, I'm Rooney and your mates, Gerard and whoever, whoever it is. So, you know, it has been a bit surreal, but, you know, it's one one thing I'm proud of, really. You got any stories on, on those three little sort of man management bits that you've, uh, moments where they've pulled you to one side, little pearls of wisdom? What would you have taken from all three of them? All of them, really. Obviously, Skulls I only had for for 30 days but even then they, they all they're all the same really like the man management is really good and the way they do it I find is is all similar they, they're like the managers and if you know you're just walking past them while you're doing training they might just give you a little pointer and because of who they are and what they've done in the game you respect them instantly so you, straight away you listen and then um They'll just pull you, and they normally have like a, a head coach who does all the coaching. You know, obviously the manager says this is how I want to play, and the coach refers back. So they all, you know, just pull you for little chats, and you know, you, if you're going through clips or what have you, you know, you you go through it with them really. 
And, you know, they were just re- all really good with me. They all have brilliant points, to be honest. Mm. All little bits that stand out for each other. But, you know, they are, they might say it in a different way, but what they're saying is all the same, really. Mm. I think when you went, when you went to Rangers, you said you went there to, to win medals and that was a big draw of going to a club like Rangers. How, how ambitious are you, George, as, as a footballer now? You, we, we've discussed your sort of journey to this point, but how far do you want to, to go in the game? How far do you think you can go? Well, I've, obviously, everybody's dream as a footballer is probably, you know, it's easier said than done, but it's to obviously play in the Premier League. And, mm. you know, I think the lowest I've been is, or lowest league is Evo Stick North. So, and now I'm in League One. So, I seem to be doing something, something right. So, you know, when I was playing in Evo Stick North for Ramsbottom, you know, I'd, I'd probably never thought I'd be playing League One, you know, week in, week out. So, um, it's one of them, I'd try and take it game by game, but obviously the end goal is to play in the Premier League at least once. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. hopefully I can achieve it. But, you know, it's like I said, it's easier, easier said than done. You wouldn't, would you change your pathway uh, to this point? Is it has it made you the the player and the person you are to have had the various experiences you've had? We talked about the sort of the youth team journey, but also like you say, you've played at different different levels of football. It's probably sort of moulded you as a as a person and a player, hasn't it? Yeah, with, without now, you know, like my my first loan was it was Ramsbottom, and they were bottom of Evo Stick North, and. Honestly, I, w- I was, what was I, a 17, 18 when I went there. I just got battered for three months. Big old men who oh, probably had a bad week at work or what have you, and they just come and just absolutely nail you. And same at Alfreton with a bit more quality and then obviously filed in the conference. Uh, was the same, but especially without them loans, especially the Rams bottom one. Um, and as, well, the, all the non-league loans really I think I won't have the little <clears throat> game know-hows that I have today without going on playing in them kind of kind of games really yeah and then you I think after those loans you came back to Oldham was it Peter Clark who's a, a bit of a veteran of the football league at, at that stage and you had a really good partnership I, I assume yeah. just sort of learning off of people like him at that stage as well was was a big thing for you yeah I had even when I was a first year second year pro I had Anthony Gerrard mm-hmm so he was at the start and he was brilliant for me. Like, really, I learned loads off him and I probably can't thank him enough. And then as I got a bit older and come back, I was obviously lucky enough to play with Peter Clark, who, like I said, like I, for the season I had with him, he'd he done so much for me. And, you know, he's a he's a legend of the game. You know, he's still playing now. He's, he's, <laughs> he's probably in one of the best conditions he's ever been in, you know, and, playing a full season with him and learning the little, you know, because he's not the fastest or the biggest, but, you know, like you would say at the time, he was Oldham's best player. So me being next to him, you know, I learned so much off him, really. And mm. both of them, you know, I, I can't thank him off, really. They were they were brilliant for me, especially being a defender as well. Yeah. Let's move on to this season then and, and Ipswich Town. Um how how have you found your first what six months or so at Ipswich Town? But what did you what were your expectations when when you signed for Ipswich as a as a town as an area as a football club and and has it has it met that so far? Yeah, it has. You know, I, I know it's a big club, and but you know when I, when I played my first few games, even though <clears throat> like the results probably weren't going our way uh, when I started playing, but 
like you go to we'd say at the, especially at the start of the season we we didn't we weren't doing the best but you know we'd go away to like Accrington or wherever and it, it's still full and you know like I kind of get it when you do interviews and you probably think oh I was just saying it just for but the lads do talk about it in the change rooms and we say like how, how good's the away way support like Charlton on a Tuesday night it's full but Sunderland like sold it out like and that's one hell of a drive you know what I mean and I know even we lost the game <clears throat> or before it we weren't doing that well but like the I didn't realise really how good the fans are you know we get 20s every home game and we've not even probably started this season really you know we've been it's been a roller coaster so you know it just makes you think if we do get on a good run what they'll be like and I didn't expect them to be you know that many of them and them to travel in that many numbers to be honest has it surprised you I mean you've come you've you've come from Rangers which is obviously a giant of a, of a football club but um maybe you're of an age where you probably don't really remember you know too many great times for, for Ipswich Town Football Club so what were your what was your perception of Ipswich did you know much about its history and like you say the size of the fan base and the passion of the fan base has, has obviously surprised you and, and some of the lads who arrived in the summer yeah like Obviously, I'm a, a probably too young to remember. Obviously, the glory days kind of thing. But um, but like like I said, the fans <clears throat> did. So I knew obviously they get a good home crowd, and but it's the way support that surprised me the most. Like obviously, don't get me wrong, it's it's a lot to ask for fans to travel, say to Sunderland or on a Tuesday night game. You know, it's it's not cheap. But you know, we <clears throat> I think Bolton I seen the other day. It was like eight hundred, like. You know what I mean? It takes five hours to get there on a good day to get to Bolton. So, the way support, the support surprised me, but in a good way. Like, you know, it, and it just goes to show just like how big of a club it is. Mm. You know, the way support, honestly, it's been terrific. Terrific. You enjoying Suffolk life yourself? Yeah, it's a bit quiet, a bit quiet because obviously Manchester's quite loud and busy, and so is Glasgow. So, uh, it's a lot quieter than them areas, but no, I like it. Me, you know, it's it's lovely down here. So, quite looking forward to it in summer. Actually, I think it'd be yeah. yeah. Well, you certainly get the, you certainly get the weather in this part of the world. Um, what what about current form then? Obviously, new managers come in. Perfect start. Two wins from two. There must be a real buzz about the place at the moment. Yeah, there is. But like, I think I might have said this in an interview before when we've say won or won a couple. You know, we can't get ahead of ourselves. You know, it's two great wins. Obviously, Wickham's a tough game and Gillingham away is as well. And it's good to win games and obviously you want to keep winning. But, you know, we can't really get ahead of ourselves. We've just got to take it game by game, you know, because you can, <clears throat> we might concede on the weekend and, you know, it'll be the first time we've conceded under the new manager. So, you know, it's going to be, how do we deal with that? And, <clears throat> uh, you know, how can we keep improving and keep moving forward? Don't get me wrong, everybody's buzzing, but we, you know, we just got to take it game by game, really. Yeah. Uh, what's your experience of, of working under Kieran thus far? All the boys have spoken really positively about the training sessions and and, and the ideas that he's brought. Brilliant. Just, you know, the I think that shows on the pitch. I, swear, I know it's only been two games, but I think you can see the way the lads are playing and, you know, showing themselves on the pitch. I think there's a new confidence about us. Um, you know, everybody looks like engaged. You know, even when we make a sub, uh, uh, Connor come on. We were watching the clips the other day. 
from the other game, from the Gillingham game. And, you know, Connor's come on and, you know, I'm, I can say he's probably annoyed that he's not starting. Hmm. But, you know, he's come on and there's no sulking from him. He's head down, he's running after loose balls. He's putting himself about, you know, and that happened from all the subs, Joe Piggott, when he come on, put himself about working dead hard, Caden Jackson, everyone. And I feel like there's a, a real togetherness with everyone. And, you know, even the lads who were probably disappointed, they're not in the team. You know, they're not moaning and sulking about it. You know, he's, he's got everybody on board and singing off the same hymn sheet, really. Mm. What about your experience playing in this back three? You seem to have licence to uh, to step out when <laughs> when it's appropriate. Yeah, I like it. I've made my debut in a back three uh, for Oldham. And I feel like it's one of them formations, if you if you get it right, I, th- I feel like it's unplayable, really. Like, I, I like a four, but if I had to choose, I'm, I'm choosing a, a back three. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, you tested the goalkeeper at the weekend. I think every every time you get within about forty yards of goal, the fans shout "shoot." Um, I know. I only shot because we were four nil up, so I thought, you know what, I'm having a crack. But uh, <laughs> I haven't scored many of them. I don't think I've actually scored one like that ever. So hopefully, I can do it this season. But do you enjoy it? Those marauding runs. I know you pride yourself on clean sheets, and obviously the two two shutouts is massive. But do, do you enjoy it when you when you can when you see the space open up in front of you? Yeah, you know, it's something we've worked on with the with the new gaffer. You know, something that he wants. And me, if it's me stepping out or Wolfie or JD or Cam, whoever's playing there, Toto, you know, it, it helps the team. It attracts players to you and you can, you can give it off to somebody else in more space and then it gives them time. So, you know, it's all little things that, you know, are helping improving the team. So hopefully we can we can keep doing it. These two wins are giving you a real chance, haven't they? Now to uh, to close the gap. This season's still got life in it yet, George. Do you think? Yeah, I think everybody knows that. And but like I said before, we just got to take it game by game. You know, I know what this league's like. You know, everybody beats everyone. You can go and beat, I don't know, top of the league, Rotherham, and then you can lose to bottom of the league. I don't use there, Doncaster, you know, the next week or on the Tuesday. So it's one of them games. If you start getting too ahead of yourself, then you know, it can it can kind of swallow you up, really. So you just got to take it game by game, keep improving, keep learning, and and trying your best, really. I guess this season has been evidence of that because every time you've had a really good result, there's there's been a bit of a a flat moment that's followed it. So psychologically, yeah. do you think getting those back to back wins has, has been a big thing? Because that the consistency of the results has, has been the thing that's kind of held you back this year, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like I said before, it's been a roller coaster. So. You know, it, it does give us confidence. We know we can get back-to-back wins now because obviously we've just done it. So um, even if we do have a setback and we're 100% going to have one where we'll probably lose a game in the second half of the season where we probably thought we should have won. But, you know, we can look back on these two games and think, you know, we can get back on and win and win the next two. You know, so it, it's good for our confidence, really. And we know we can, we can uh, come out on top on most results. Good stuff. Well, very best of luck at, at the weekend at Bolton and thanks thanks so much for your time, George. And um, yeah, I'm really enjoying watching you and the boys play at the moment. So long may it yeah. continue. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. The new... From true crime to football, Brexit to Oakville. More great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.